My goal for this year is to start setting goals. You're listening to Braving Bad Bosses with Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, where we discuss how to survive a bad boss and not be one. Welcome back to Season 3 of Braving Bad Bosses. This is Jeff DeWolf. For this episode, we're excited to talk about charting the course. Um, That opening line was true for me personally. Setting goals, taking time to plan, be thoughtful about those kinds of things is difficult. I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but for some, it is difficult. But here's the deal. It is important. It is critical for our teams that we as leaders, whether we have a large team or just a couple of people reporting to us, it is critical that we set aside some time for planning, for creating clarity around what it is we're supposed to be doing, what's important, when it needs to be done, where we're going, how we're going to do it, all of that stuff. If it's not us to do it, then who will do it? right? Sometimes we have people step up on our teams who, who fill the void, and, and really that's sad. Um, it's great that we have leaders who will step up and do that sometimes, but it is the job of the manager, of the leader, of the supervisor to provide some element of planning, some create some vision around where we're going as a team. That's what we're going to talk about today for the, just the next 10 or 15 minutes, and hopefully by the end of our, our time together, you will agree that bad leaders don't plan. Bad leaders don't chart a course. They just show up. They wing it. They hope that they end up where they need to go, but good leaders who break that cycle will spend the time charting a course for their team. All right, so how do we break this thing down? There are lots and lots of approaches to strategy. There are lots and lots of ways to look at you know, vision setting and strategies and goals and all of those kinds of things, and, and I highly encourage you to go and be a student of all of that, goal setting, planning, et cetera. What I hope to do in just 10 minutes or so is give you an idea of a way that you can chart a course for your team using three very simple terms, first of all. And I, I kind of put it in the framework of this. I put it in the, in the framework of vision, strategy, and goals. So let's, let's unpack that just for a second. Vision, strategy, and goals are the terms that I use to try to define what it looks like to create a plan, to create, you know, to chart a course for, for your team. Let's start with vision. There's a great Japanese proverb that says, vision without action is a daydream, and action without vision is a nightmare. And I think it's great. And so, um, you know, the vision that we need really provides a point in the distance upon which we can keep our eyes, and it guides everything that we do to follow. There's a lot of focus on vision statements and mission statements and all of that in corporations. But think of it this way. Vision is really just having our eyes fixed on something in the, in the distance. It's a destination. It's having our eyes on a destination. It's knowing where that destination is, what that destination is, where we're going. That's really the key to a good, a good vision statement. Really, to me, it's more about what does that end state look like? You know, what's the vision? What are we marching toward? What's our core objective? What's our prime directive, if you will, if you're a Star Trek fan, right? So that really requires you to craft a simple vision statement. Why do you exist? Why does this team exist? And it doesn't have to be fancy, and frankly, it shouldn't be so aspirational that nobody knows what it means. If you run a group within a larger organization, you simply describe the main purpose for the team, and it shouldn't be complicated. If it's overly complicated, people can't rally around it. So that's vision setting. The next kind of term I'll, I'll throw out is this idea of strategy. Strategy, really, think of it this way. It's the set of priorities and focus areas that shape the path toward the vision. So remember, you have the vision out there, 
you kind of got this destination in mind. The strategy really shapes the path toward that vision. And I like to think of it that way because strategies help us decide what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. It's equally important, right? So what are the things that are going to keep us on the path toward that vision? Um, but what are the things we're not going to do that, uh, that take us off the path to that vision? So what are some of the things you put on a strategic plan, if you will? Once you got your vision set, we know where we're going, we know why we exist, the strategies, that set of priorities that are going to take us there for the next period of time. It could be a monthly strategy. It could be an annual strategy. But those are the things you're going to do. What are the priorities? What are the things we're going to focus on in order to get to where we want to go? That's a strategy, right? And like I said, lay out a few things you're not going to focus on equally as important. All right. I know we're moving kind of quickly, but I don't want to bore you with a lot of unnecessary detail. I want you to get the big picture because putting it all together creates that charted course. All right, so the third thing I want to mention are what we call goals. Everyone talks about the importance of goals. I really define goals this way. I think goals are the objectives that we set to ensure that we stay on the path to our destination. Okay, let me say that again. Goals are the objectives we set to ensure that we stay on the path to our destination. They're the milestones that reassure us that we'll arrive at the correct location. So goals, again, don't need to be lofty. They can be pretty concrete, right? They can be pretty specific. But think of them in terms of, you know, milestones. And I love to use word pictures, all right? So imagine you're the captain of a ship and you're going on a voyage and you've got your crew on board and you say to them, here's where we're going. And you describe the destination. Very important to describe what it looks like. Here's exactly where we're going. It instills confidence that the crew knows where you're going. The crew knows what to expect when they get there. Right? Then you also lay out the strategy. We're going we're gonna to follow this course. We're going to stay you know, to the left of this shoal. We're going to go to the right of this, of this area. We're going we're gonna to focus on this course. This is the strategy to get us to our destination. Right? But then goals. In order to know that we're getting to where we need to go on this voyage, we're going to hope to see this landmark, you know, this lighthouse on the, off the coast of this location at approximately this time in our journey. After six days, we should see this off to the left, right? That's a milestone. That's a goal. It helps people get, get focused on where they're going, and it helps, helps kind of, you know, ensure that we're heading in the right direction and we're on track. That's really what goals should do. You know, there's, there's an old methodology, and it's pretty tired, so I won't spend a lot of time on it here. But um, you've heard of SMART goals, right? SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bounded. So I won't go into, into detail what each of those, those mean. Each of them make up an important element of a goal, right? It needs to be specific enough. It needs to be measurable. It needs to be achievable but not easy, right? It needs to be relevant to the strategy and to the, you know, to, to the vision, the destination, um, and it needs to be time-bounded. Those are kind of rules of thumb. So you can Google smart goals. You can study that on your own if you want on how to create good goals. But they need, they need to have those elements to be considered smart. All right. So um, next idea that I want to bring up is uh, now that you've kind of uh, you've, you've dipped your toe in the water here of planning, you're now a planner. You know, congratulations. The first time you sit down and you document a vision and you create a strategy, which is really just a set of priorities and focus areas, and then maybe you lay out a few goals that are measurable and time-bounded and specific that help track whether or not we're moving in the right direction. 
Now you communicate that to your team. And by the way, I should mention, it's great to bring the team in on these things. I mean, leaders do need to set the, set direction, but doing it in a vacuum creates some problems as well. Um, it's much better to bring the team together to some extent to maybe set those goals, create some tactics. But um, I'm, not a, I'm not really afraid to tell you that. I think it's the leader's role to be more active in the, in the vision setting and the strategy setting. Um, that's not being autocratic. That's being... That's being a leader. That's being decisive. Not saying that you shouldn't uh, adapt a little bit, you know, as your team pushes back or challenges things. That's absolutely okay. But I think um, as you go grant more and more granular, that's when the team gets more and more involved. So they're looking to you to create. Why, why do we exist? You know, what are going to be our big priorities and focus areas, boss, right? But then let us be involved in helping to describe how to get there and what our goals should be and what our tactics are that support those goals. So I look at it that, kind of that way. It starts out kind of broad with the leader taking more of an active role. And then as we go more and more granular in the strategic plan uh, to the goals and the tactics, that's when people can become uh, more engaged. And you can tap into those, those folks to create buying in the plan. All right. So now you've got your plan. Everyone's sort of on board. You, you're, you know, you've, um, you've got a direction. You're, you're marching along. Well, here's, here's the bad news. Helmuth von Moltke. Sorry, I don't have the exact year at my fingertips. But he had a quote that said, no battle plan survives contact with the enemy. No battle plan survives contact with the enemy. I love that. Um, And uh, if you don't know Helmuth von Moltke, uh, maybe you recognize a guy named Mike Tyson. He had something similar to say a few years ago. He said, and I'm not going to I'm not going to imitate him because that that would be rude. And I don't want him to hear this and and come find me. So I'm just going to say it. He said this, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. I love that. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. So what does all this mean? It means, great, you've done your planning. It can't just go on the shelf, right? It cannot just go on the shelf. You've got to be open to changing it. You've got to be open to adapting it, to being flexible. This, by the way, is the part I hate the most. Even more probably than sitting down and forcing myself to create a plan, to develop strategies, all of that kind of stuff. I cannot stand, once that's been done, this idea that I need to keep revisiting it. I am notorious for having a really good session of goal setting and planning and then putting that thing on the shelf and not looking at it. Like the last thing I want to do is revisit it. I I did this. I checked that box. Now let me just, you know, do stuff instead. And that's not not healthy, right? It's not healthy. It, It is no plan ever survives contact with the enemy. And so when we get into the thick of things and something happens in the budget, something happens with a competitor, we get a demand from our boss. I mean, something changes our, our plans. We have to be open, you know, to responding and to making changes. And uh, so I want to encourage you to think about that. Don't fall victim to, great, my plan is done. Now I can, now I can just relax and let, it, and let it go. Oh, that was Hell's Bells. And um, as you know, maybe you don't if you're just joining us, when Hell's Bells rings, that is our cue that it's time to wrap up. We've been talking long enough. We know you're busy. We want to keep this to 15, 18, under 20 minutes whenever possible. So Hell's Bells reminds us to, sh- to shut up and go ahead and sum up. So here we go. So during season three, what we decided to do during Hell's Bells or right after Hell's Bells is to wrap up what we talked about with three points, five questions, and one action. And these points come right out of the book called Leaders Lead, uh, The Mindset and Skill Set of Real Life Leadership. It's a book that I wrote that came out in December of 2019. Here they are. Three points to remember. Number one, your people need you, 
to be purposeful in planning and create a sense of purpose and organization to help them make sense of the chaos around them. Number two, establishing a vision, creating a strategy, and documenting goals doesn't need to be daunting or complex. Simple is better and easier to rally around. So if you're not a, a genius strategic planner, it, that's okay. Your vision, your strategy, your goals do not need to be complex or daunting or lofty or inspiring even sometimes. They need to be simple, easy to rally around. Number three, don't fall so much in love with your plan that you miss the evolving landscape and ignore warning signs calling for change. This one's hard for me as I confessed, but it's important. All right, five questions for you to consider carefully as you look at your own leadership style and your own situation today. Number one, can my people verbalize our team's core vision, which is the prime measure of success, or do I need to simplify it? Number two, have I clarified our strategies or our focus areas for achieving that vision? Number three, are the goals we've established aligned and smart? Number four, am I so focused on my current strategy that I'm not open to scrapping my plans if the data tells me it's not working? Good question. And number five, do I have my team's support for our plan or are they secretly disengaged because I failed to include them on how we'll get where we're going? Okay, so one action to take. I would highly encourage you at your next staff meeting, if you have a team, if you have one person, go have a meeting with that person. But at that next opportunity, ask the team to write down what they think your team's main objective or prime directive is. Just write it down privately. What do you think our main objective or our prime directive is? What's our main purpose for being in this organization? Then, after they've done that, compare them and start the discussion to clarify your vision. It all starts with vision. Focus on vision first, because from a strong, clear vision will naturally flow the strategies and priorities and then the goals and tactics that you're going to need to get there. If you don't have that clear vision, no amount of strategy or planning will, will help. It, will actually, it could actually move you off course. So start with vision. Start with your team. Check to see if they can articulate it. If they can't, let's clarify it. Simplify it and then move forward with the next phase of planning. Okay, so, so that's it. Let me just recap. Charting a course for your team is a critical element of leadership. It doesn't have to be fancy, but your team is depending on you to create some sense of planning, structure, prioritization that will allow them to relax, um, know where they're going, know what to focus on, and how they're really gonna get there. So I encourage you, take it seriously, Force yourself to do the planning. Involve your team um, as early in the process as you can, but, but chart a course. Keep it simple. Chart a course for your team. All right. With that, I'm going to go ahead and remind you that you can break the cycle of bad bossing if you have the mindset and skill set of real-life leadership. 